0: and privilege today to have Sister Amber Hackenbrook with us here today. I did it right. Amen. She, is, she has been in the German-speaking nations for the last eight years. That's Germany and Austria and Switzerland. And just this year, she was appointed as a missionary. She's been on AIMwork but this year she has been appointed, and we are so blessed to have her with us today. I wonder if you could make her welcome today as she makes her way up here to minister to us. We're so privileged to have her with us here today. Can we give that hand clap of praise to the Lord right now? Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, God. Just like Brother Kelly said, oh, I am so glad to be in this moment right now. Because there is no telling what God will do in a moment just like this. All bets are off. You thought it was just another Sunday. You thought it was just coming to church just like you do several times a week. But let me tell you something. When you step into the presence of God, everything changes in the presence of God. Hallelujah. I believe it, Jesus. Oh, Oh, yes. Yes. Hallelujah, Jesus. Something good is going to happen today. It's not because I'm here. It's not because you're here. It's because God is here. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go. Let's go to the word of the Lord. Grab your Bibles. We're going to go to Ezekiel chapter 37. And while you're looking, I want to say thank you so much, Pastor Jean, for this chance. Really, it, it it is an honor and a privilege to be here. Because I love talking about the great things that God has done to people who are already excited about who God is. I can't wait to share what I've got with you because I know that you're going to grab a hold of it and God is going to start putting visions and dreams in you for what he wants to do in this place. I can't wait to see what God is going to do today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The scripture says... You might know this passage in Ezekiel chapter number 37 and starting with verse 1. It says that the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of a valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. We're going to stop right there. (laughs) And we're going to set our Bibles down, and we're going to pray one more time. Jesus, I believe that you've got a word for today. I believe, God, that you want to do something greater than we've ever seen before. And right now, Jesus, I pray that you would just don't leave me behind, God. Don't do it without me today, Jesus. Open up my heart, open up my mind, and in the name of Jesus, I give you my will. Take control. In the name of Jesus, we pray, and we give you praise because we believe it. We thank you for it now, Jesus. We praise you for it now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. You know, I think probably just about every message my pastor ever started, always started this way and he would say, "These are the last days." Do you believe that? <laughs> you know, I not I, sometimes I feel like that's not even the the right way to say it. I think we're in the last minutes. We're in the last seconds. And just like people say all the time, you look at the news and you say, Dude, I, just the other day, I was reading about how Israel has taken full control over the Temple Mountain and tensions are rising. And I'm thinking, man, it feels like it. <laughs> the Lord is going to come back. I don't have a second left. But even more than that, I believe that these are the last days. I am convinced, I am persuaded. Because God said in the last days, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, all flesh, all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall have visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Hallelujah, Jesus. He said that we were going to see the former and the latter reign together. That greater things than these shall ye do. And this is what convinces me. I I don't care how long we've been saying it. I I think we're, we're on borrowed time because God is doing greater things than he ever has done before in the history of this planet. History cannot prepare us for what he's going to be doing in these last minutes. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. So why on earth (laughs) would the Lord say, okay, today I want you to preach about a valley of dead, dry bones? No, isn't this exciting revival stuff to talk about? I'm feeling the spirit. In fact, I love talking about this because it's like he he said, okay, not only are you going to look at this valley, but I want you to go down and, and check it out. I want you to really see just how dry these bones are. <laughs> it said there were, vi- and he's like he couldn't express how great the problem was. He's like, look, look at how many. They were very many, and they were very dry. It's like a, a battle raged a 1,000 years ago, and, and an army, two armies probably came together, and they just slaughtered each other. And then the bones just lay there, waiting and, waiting and waiting and waiting. I tell you, I, I do actually love to preach from this passage of Scripture, because I have figured something out. In eight years of being in the German-speaking nations, God has, has brought this scripture to my mind time and time and time again because I have realized that every single hopeless situation is just God setting himself up for a greater miracle. If you, if you believe it, you can worship him right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You know, I'm not actually very good at titling messages, but a, a title actually popped into my mind this morning, and it was called The Magnitude of the Miracle. Sometimes I think God is just trying to magnify the magnitude of the miracle. That's a title for you. <laughs> but I am absolutely persuaded because I've been in the German-speaking nations. And I, I was so excited to talk to Brother Kelly last night because he, he grew up in Scotland and in, in, in the Europe and Middle East region. And, and so he, he knows what I'm talking about when, when I say Lo, they were very dry. <laughs> and we were talking about, he, he, he said it last night. I've been trying to explain as I go along how Switzerland, even though it's, it's a, a, in the middle of the Europe, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a part of the Schengen Treaty. You can go there for three months and taste chocolate and have fondue and have a great vacation. It's not Iraq, it's not Iran, it's not Saudi Arabia or Russia. You can get in easily. But for years and years and years, Switzerland has been almost a closed country for the UPCI. It doesn't make any sense because you think, really, really? But I I like to say you think... Brother Trump is down on immigration. You, you should meet some Swiss people. <laughs> they are not having it they don't want any they'll happy to have you come and visit come taste the chocolate in the fondue but be sure to check out on your way out the door and so for years and years and years this we've we've had missionaries go and plant seeds in faith God bless them and working in and this is true throughout the german speaking nations but for reasons, immigration, things like that, they'd have to leave, and they wouldn't get to see the harvest that they'd plant. So it would be so easy to look and just say, "You know what? I guess Switzerland, you know it's it, europe it's just it's just not meant to be you know they have too much education, they've got too much money it's It's just not going to happen because you know let let's let's focus more on other areas, and yeah. I was 20 years old, and it was 2009 when I first moved to the German-speaking nations. But thank God. He he totally reorganized my entire life. I had a plane ticket to Russia, and this door closed the day before I was supposed to leave. And now I say thank God for it because God brought me to the German-speaking nations just in time. To witness one of the greatest miracles I believe this world has ever seen. Hallelujah, Jesus. He'd had the world walking around saying, oh yeah, that looks very dry for the longest time. And then he said, all right, time's up. They're dry enough. Now I'm ready to do what I've been planning on this whole time. And God began to bring some people together and he cast a vision. And, and the vision went forth, and, and the Lord said, I'm gonna plant a hundred churches and a hundred pastors in ten years. Let me, let me just paint the picture a little bit more. We had one church in Austria, one, six or seven in Germany, and zero in Switzerland. Zero. And here comes the word of the Lord, a hundred churches and a hundred pastors in 10 years. And and let me tell you, I was like, ooh, okay. (laughs) Well, hallelujah, I believe you, I'm behind you, sir. (laughs) But sometimes, you know, you're looking at the situation, it's like, wow, that just looks so dry. I'm just, I'm just not seeing it. It just looks so hopeless. But God, he just began to, things just started to fall into place. I I tell you, God started putting a new vision that said, you know what, let's just try some things. People might say you're crazy, people might say, that's not based in reality. Let's talk about money, let's talk about distance we said let's start a bible school for all the german speaking nations and have people drive 12 hours to get to class <laughs> it's like i don't know if that's really based in reality but we knew something we knew what the scripture said that how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity and we we decided you know if this is going to work we can't just hide behind our borders anymore and say well this is mine and that's yours and and we got to say you know what i'm going to lift up your vision brother i'm gonna i'm gonna fight for your dream and i'm gonna i'm gonna believe that god's just gonna take care of what he's promised so things started to grow doors started to open people started getting the holy ghost it was like hey it just started out just as a, a little trickle of a stream but then it just started happening more and more and more and and then we got a call from some people in Geneva, Switzerland. Here, we're calling ourselves the German-speaking nations because we were Austria and Germany, and, and the French-speaking part of Switzerland calls us up and says, you know what, We've, we just got two or three ladies meeting together in a house. And, and, and you know, I, I, I know you're the German-speaking nations, and, but it, it doesn't really make sense, but we feel like God's gonna do something, so please, will you send us a preacher? We, we got people who believe the truth, and we're praying for our city, but there's no one here who can preach the truth. So we said, okay. You know, it, it's it, I, we. Had, Brother Robinette would preach in Vienna on, on Sunday morning, run to the airport, jump on an airplane, fly to Geneva, have church in Geneva at like 8 o'clock at night, and then fly back home for, for everything that happening on Monday and then but things started to happen things started to grow we got we got somebody who could be there full time and and then then things just started to click into place this this little group that was just two or three ladies meeting in a house suddenly they're five and then they're 10 and then then they're renting space in in a hotel conference room and and then then the Lord brings a national pastor who can take over. They know him, Brother Sam Aka. And God just starts to build and starts to build. And then we get, we get some Spanish speakers in Lausanne, Switzerland. And, and then suddenly there's a daughter working. And, and then those Spanish speakers start talking to their relatives in Bern. And then we've got another preaching point opening up and doors just start to open. And then we're moving... And, and then somebody with two teenagers comes to a Spanish-speaking revival, even though they speak German and English, but their kids get the Holy Ghost and they say, we live in Interlaken. Can, can you come and preach in Interlochen? And then there's another, and then, and then I get an email from Perth, Australia, Australia, <laughs> <laughs> on the other side of the world we had been praying for six months going through the biggest city in Zurich. Every time I'd, I'd be taking a train and have a layover, I'd, I'd get out and I'd say, God, this is our biggest city, but we have no contacts. We don't know anybody here. You got to open up a door, Jesus. How are you going to do it? God, you got to open up a door. And I get an email that says, six months ago, a young lady came to our church. She's here on foreign exchange and she was exchanged with a family. And she got the Holy Ghost, and she got baptized in Jesus' name, and, and she got, started getting discipled, and, and she's excited about living for God. And, and that was six months ago, and now it's time for her to go home. Is there a church in Zurich, Switzerland? And I said, ha, not yet, but there's going to be. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Five days later I had an email from a couple who was ready to come on aim and they said we feel like God wants to go to Zurich and then that church began and it's just started and and we're walking by faith and we said let's you know we got eight people in church let's have a revival meeting (laughs) and let's bring over a special speaker from North America and as we're getting ready for this we're 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 renting in in a little little community center and and uh, Every Sunday, we've got to set everything up, tear everything down. And, but as we're finishing up, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but as we're finishing everything up, there's someone, there's people coming in behind us. It's another church that's rented this space. They're not apostolic. They don't look anything like us. They don't talk anything like us. And we just started shaking hands, saying, well, you love God. Oh, love God. Oh, we have so much in common that's just amazing. We're so excited. And we start, we said, you know what? We're having a special speaker come. You're welcome to come along too. Oh, me of little faith. I'm thinking, maybe some of them will start coming to our church. <laughs> and and uh, we had a revival service. Several people from their church came the to bathroom, too. And the word of the Lord went forth. The spirit moved. People got the Holy Ghost. People got baptized. And And we laid hands on a lady from their church. She asked prayer for healing. And four weeks later, she showed up at our service. And she said, can I give a testimony? I said, sure, sister. Give a testimony. Why not? She said, you didn't know it. But when you laid hands on me, I had cancer on my optic nerve. And I was blind in this eye. But I just went to the doctor. And the cancer is gone. And I can see again. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord so we invited the pastor. We said, you know, we're we're having a, a leadership training. It was Purpose Institute. <laughs> we said, we, we want to grow together in the Lord. Would you like to come? And he said, sure, I'll come. And, and he had to come late and leave early. And I, I sent him a quick text message afterwards that was like, hope you liked it. No answer. So I'm thinking, oh, well, you know, it'll be awkward passing him in the halls after this, but oh well. But I, I turn up on Sunday, and I'm just going to poke my head in the back door of where they're meeting. And he sees me from all the way across the room and comes rushing up to me. And he's talking so fast, I can barely understand him. I had to calm him down and say, but brother, <laughs> I had excusez man. And he slowed down, and he was like, that was... Amazing! I have never felt anything like this before. On the cake. Just two weeks ago we had a crusade in Zurich, Switzerland. I think there was eight different churches, denominal, non-denominal all coming together because they wanted their people to receive the Holy Ghost. Our ministers were the ones preaching and they said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. 30 people got the Holy Ghost Hallelujah! Hallelujah! And the best part of it all is that is just one story. We baptized over 21 formerly Trinitarian pastors in Jesus' name all across Austria, Germany, Switzerland. We're having crusades in five different cities this summer. God's not even done yet! And it's the greatest thing that has ever happened in the German-speaking nation. Oh, let me tell you something. Sometimes God is just saving up situations until they look absolutely impossible. Because you know what happened at the end of these verses? It says that once everything came together, the bones and the sinews and the, and the flesh came on it, it dead that Ezekiel, he was looking at an exceeding great army. Oh, let me tell you something. I'm excited now when I look at hopeless situations. When I see just how dry they are, I say, bring It last night and they telling us all the time we have little tremors and and quakes and and they say those are good because you realize that if the longer it goes without an earthquake the more pressure is built and the last time that happened it was in 1964 and an earthquake that was so great cement sidewalks were going in waves like, like it was the ocean, taller than people. Buildings crumbled. Uh, cities disappeared into the ocean because of this earthquake. And they say, if it doesn't, if, if we don't have any of those little tremors, a worse earthquake than that is. Huh? So let me tell you one more thing. You've been looking at your situations. I know that there's some hopeless situations in this building. And you've been saying, God, I've just been looking for a drop of rain. I've just been looking for a little bit of hope. But nothing's been coming for so long. I don't understand why I've been praying so long. And you haven't responded. I'm here to tell you today, God has just been magnifying the magnitude of the miracle. He's been waiting until no one will be able to to say differently because, you know, you know, it's one thing when a man who's been dead for 45 minutes, you know, I, I bet there were some people at that UN when Brother Stone King stood up and said, I was dead and, and God raised me back to life. They say, you know, he was only dead for 45 minutes. You know, that, that could have just been a mistake. That could have just been, you know, maybe the something malfunction. You know, weirder things have happened. It doesn't have to be God. I bet you some people said that. I dare them to say the same thing when a valley of dead, dry bones stands up and says, I'm alive again because God brought me back to life. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm only beginning now to understand the magnitude of what God is wanting to do. He brought back to my mind the chapter 19 in Acts where the the church had so affected the city of Ephesus that they, they were the idol makers. They rioted because the city had so changed that no one was buying their sinful idols anymore. And let me just explain the magnitude of the miracle there. Ephesus was a city center, or was a world center for commerce, religion, art. That was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world, the Temple of Artemis. People came from the entire world to worship the goddess Diana. And let me tell you, they so affected that city, that that center point of the world, that even Diana was going out of business. I believe we've seen the greatest miracle yet. I wonder what would happen. We just had 34,000 people in a football stadium in in Indianapolis. I believe if we have something like that, what's gonna, how are those young people gonna affect this nation? What's gonna happen? I believe I'm waiting for the day that Hollywood closes its doors because they're bankrupt, because nobody wants to buy their idols anymore. I can't wait until the next march on Washington, D.C. is a body of believers that's saying this is our nation and it's been built under God. So we're not going to be a sinful nation anymore. Greater things than these shall ye do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus. Oh, I'm fixing to close but I just want to say this I am so convinced of this and I believe that you are too that it's not a question anymore of God will you do it it's not even a question of when these are the last days we're running out of time God's playing all his best cards because it's the last moment but the question now is God who's gonna do it will you do it with me or without me will I get to stand and say I've seen an army rise And I have decided, young people, you remember this? They said it at North American Youth Congress. God's going to do it. But don't. are open. I wonder if there's some people here now, tonight that believe what God has been saying and they'll say, Jesus send me the valley of dead dry bones God, I want to see your vision open up my eyes, let me see where you're going next because that's exactly where I want to be I think David was excited when he said yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for thou art with me open up our eyes. Jesus, God give us a snapshot, something to grab a hold of, because I believe